after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 for you to have your say. Let us know what's on your mind at Clyde SSB on Twitter, Hugh Keevans. And um, as usual, we split it into happy campers and not so happy campers. Who's in which? Well, obviously, if you're a Celtic supporter, you're ecstatic at the way things are going. Now that's uh, something like 23 goals in five matches. That's one heck of a ratio. Uh, And momentum is everything in football. So Celtic go into the game against RB Leipzig on Thursday night in the Europa League in the best of fettle. Rangers got out of jail, but that won't bother Steven Gerrard or the Rangers supporters because they can see the day coming. Hearts have played very, very badly over the course of the week. They have been beset by injury problems. You could see Hearts beginning to go down the league table. And I've always maintained, Gordon, that at the end of the day, when we get into 2019, the time will come when this title race only concerns Celtic and Rangers. But if you looked at the two teams just now, Celtic are miles in front. Here's the ideal scenario You've just been at a game You've got back into the car Or on the bus Or the train Or however you get home And you want to share your thoughts On what you saw Share them with us 01419511025 And even if you've not been at a game What do you make of today's results? Um, I just realised I haven't actually gone through The full time scores Let's do it quickly St Mirren nil, Rangers 2 Celtic 5 Hearts nil, Hamilton 1 Livingston nil, Hibs nil, St Johnston 1 And Motherwell 1 Dundee nil in the championship Alloa nil Dunfermline 1 Dundee United 2 Queen of the South nil Falkirk nil Air United 1 Inverness 2 Ross County 2 And Morton 5 Partick Thistle 1 It's Airdrie nil 4 for 1 in League 1 Arbroath 1 East 5 nil Montrose 1 Dumbarton nil Wraith Rovers 2 Brecon 1 Stenhouse Muir nil Stranraer 2 And in League 2 Cowdenbeath 1 Elgin 2 Edinburgh City nil Clyde 1 Peterhead 2, Albion Rovers 1, Queen's Park 0, Annan 0 and Stirling 3, Berwick 0. Just finally, the English Premier League, Bournemouth 1, Man United 2, Cardiff 0, Leicester 1, Everton 3, Brighton 1, Newcastle 1, Watford 0 and West Ham 4, Burnley 2. 01419511025, that's the number Kieran from Falkirk has dialed. What did you make of today's performance and result from Celtic, Kieran? Celtic are different class. They're way above any of the rest of them. And they've got a pool that's bordering on a different league from the rest of them in this country they now. <clears throat> they're going to bring more youngsters into the, the fair, which is going to be a good uh, a good thing for Celtic. But uh, they now they're so far ahead, so far in front, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, you know, there, there was a time at the start of the season when they lost to Kilmarnock, lost to Hearts, drew with St Mirren, and you thought, where did the old Celtic go? Uh, the the side of the, the double treble, but they have come back and then some. As I say, 23 goals in five games is a phenomenal ratio. Sorry? Hello? Yes, Kieran. What did I you say? Sorry, I beg your pardon. On you go, Hugh, carry on. Uh, so... They are without question the team that has the form, the strength and depth, the quality, that magical quality of lifting people out of their seats. At the moment, they can do absolutely no wrong. They have to avoid a disappointment in midweek now against RB Leipzig. They are due, surely, 
a good performance in Europe and with the way the team's going right now you would think it has to come on Thursday they they have got a big squad you're right uh, and it's great having a big squad but it, it could become no use if, if your big players aren't performing and I think they still had the same size of squad when they played Hearts away and Kilmarnock away in St Mirren and their big players weren't playing well but I, I said it during the, during the game there the response that Brendan Rodgers has got from his side and his big players in particular over the past four, five domestic games has been remarkable. Going forward, they look a totally different team. He's transformed them. I don't know what he said to them or what work they've done on the training pitch, but it's certainly working. And it seems like they can give even more because the amount of goals they're scoring is terrific, but the amount of chances and the way they're playing is is outstanding also. And you think there's more to come. The difference is good players, guys that can play football, from other boys who aren't as good as others. You can put it together all you like and talk tactics or whatever you want. But the bottom line is Celtic have better players than any other players. I watched Rangers play at St. Murray today, absolute junior stuff. And I mean, Celtic will eat these teams. Well, when you're That's able to, yeah, when you're able to spend nine million pounds on a single player, Kieran, you know it's a great help. You should have better players yeah. than the others. Celtic have, uh, over the years, uh, under Brendan Rodgers, accumulated um, vast sums of money from the Champions League. That's the next step for me. I mean, it's all very well Celtic um, running over the top of Hearts over successive Saturdays, taking fives and six off uh, other people. Uh, but Europe is another dimension and, uh, you know, Celtic would want to progress in the Europa League and in order to do that, they'll need to win their three group stage matches at Celtic Park. So you roll on to Thursday and see what they can do against a team from the Bundesliga. Kieran, who in particular is standing out for you at the moment? You've you've got a bit of a choice, I suppose. The man that stands out is Rodjick. He is a class player. He's good on the ball. He can beat men. He can score goals. He's got something that the rest of them don't have. But Gregor, he's been playing well. Uh, and the rest of the players are all right about them. But Rodjick is the man that's making the, the, the team tick. He can score goals. He's clever play at the ends of the box. That there's no lot other teams can play. Uh, I heard Hugh talking there about Europe. Uh-huh. This country, Celtic, is far ahead. But to talk about Europe is absolutely ridiculous because we have not got the players to play in Europe yet. Well, hold That's on a second. Nonsense. Hold on a second. You can't just dismiss Europe as a, a total non-event. This is the Europa League. This should be a level where Celtic do think that they can compete. And Celtic should be in the Champions League I don't think the AEK Athens squad is miles ahead of Celtic's is it? No, Celtic should have done better against the AEK Athens This is a modern day phenomenon among the Celtic supporters That uh, they don't want Europe to be a factor in life Well, it is That's why Brendan Rodgers is here Part of the reason why Brendan Rodgers is here The reason why Celtic pay Brendan Rodgers such terrific wages Is because they hope that on top of domestic success, which is virtually guaranteed given their budget set against the budgets of others, they should surely hope that the Europa League 
And good progress in the Europa League is not beyond them To say that, Kieran, you're not saying that you you dismiss Europe altogether, are you? Hugh, can I say one thing here? To win in Europe at top level, you've got to be top class Now for you to say that Celtic can beat teams in third and fourth place in the Europa League Is absolute rubbish because these teams are poor teams as well I mean, it comes down to the quality of play in Scotland, which is absolute garbage. What about Greece, though? Let's, let's use that comparison, Kieran. What about the standard of, of the Greek league or how good or how much money AAK Athens have? Do you not think Celtic, you're not doing your own team a disservice? Could Celtic not have competed there? Well, Celtic, we'll go back to, to my day. I've been watching Celtic for 60 years. Celtic won a European Cup. Now, that'll never happen again. Because I know that. These standard of players are no there. And for Celtic to try and even get into the Euro, Europa League is impossible because we don't have the standard of players. That's why we have to have players for all over the country, second-hand players. When Neil Lennon was Celtic manager, he took Celtic into the last 16 of the Champions League. When Gordon Strachan was Celtic manager, he took Celtic into the last 16 of the Champions Mark League. Mark Wilson's... Taking credit you, for yes, that. Yes, yes, so, Right, listen, we're in danger of covering old ground a little bit here. So thanks to Kieran. Let me put the point to you, Alex, because Kieran picked out Tom Rogic as being the man he yep. feels that, that makes Celtic tick at the moment. I suppose part of the reason Celtic have been so convincing is pretty much every attacker they have yes. is bringing something to the table at the same time, and that tends to be quite a, a combination. <laughs> listen, regardless of what uh, Kieran says, there's players that have actually had form. It's not just a culmination of they do have. The best squad They have the most expensive squad But when you look at Forrest Christie's actually come into the fold as well Making a really good impact Tom Rogic has been instrumental From all the stuff that's kind of been a positive McGregor has actually taken a deeper role Dictating matches with positive Sinclair started to have a little bit of form as well Edward as we said earlier on 7-7 mm. seven and seven. Now Defensively they look relatively sound But I remember uh, Brendan Rodgers speaking a couple of weeks ago And he says I can see signs And it's interesting Because this is at the start Of this run Hugh And he says I can see signs We're actually starting To press the game yeah. The way I like that And that and that was very much evident When they get after teams Gordon DL Could you pick one From today Who stood out Or was it Much more of a collective effort uh, Collective for me Gordon But um, I thought that McGregor in his new role That's what Celtic do They line up 4-1 uh, 4-1 And uh, McGregor in his new role today You've got to say Hearts played in his hand because you cannot give McGregor that sort of a space on a football pitch because he'll destroy you. And then the second half, he breaks, he runs a full half of the pitch and only for a terrific touch by the goalkeeper, it's a great goal. The pace, the energy from middle to front Celtic are going into a different level now. I watched them at the beginning of the season, they come in for a lot of criticism. But all of a sudden, they're banging in goals. The big worry's not this fact that they're scoring five today, five the other night, six against St Johnston, three against Hearts last week. The big worry, when you look at it for the rest of the teams, is it's lucky it's only five. They, they're creating... Same here against Hibs. They scored four and could easily have been seven. They could have easily had seven, eight today. They could have had probably seven, eight in, in Wednesday night against Dundee. They are absolutely tearing teams apart. I don't see a team with anything that's going to answer this ability that Celtic have got now, the way they're moving the ball. And here's the big thing I think a lot of Celtic fans will probably say as well, 
do we look a better side without our captain, our leader, Scott Brown, in there? Because the energy is incredible from the middle of the park. What do you think, Celtic fans? 01419511025. Uh, Jim McLaughlin's on a Thistle fan heading back from a Capolo. Caldwell isn't turning that around. Who would come to us in January? Only hope are Alloa and Falkirk. Uh, Brian wants to talk about the Rangers game, so let's quickly hear from Stephen Gerrard, his post-match thoughts. We know these teams are going to um, hang in. Uh, well, they've got something to play for and they're going to fight and they're going to be difficult to break down. So today was about patience and the pleasing thing for me is we kept going. Um, we didn't get frustrated with the breakthrough not coming, especially in the first 60-odd minutes. So yeah, I'm really pleased that the lads kept plugging away and kept creating chances. And Ironically, it came with a little bit of luck, but I, I believe you make your own luck in this game and, and then we went and finished the game off. So... Very pleased with the three points. It was a great finish from Daniel. I mean, no doubt that he obviously meant it. Well, according to Daniel, he meant it, but uh, I've been in the game a long time and um, I've never seen anyone do one of them ones. Not, not on purpose, anyway. Not on purpose. You clarified the ending with the red card you spoke to the referee? I've just asked for footage of, of the incident. Um, Daniel Candeus deserved his first yellow card because, you know, emotionally he gets carried away with scoring a goal, which I can understand because we'd worked so hard for the breakthrough, so he definitely deserved the first one. There was a coming together um, with, with Anton Ferdinand and Daniel Candeus, and he doesn't really do nothing wrong except try and get the man off him. Uh, I'm not sure that's a, a yellow card, uh, not in my book, so I think he's been harshly done by by the second one. I think the first thing we need to do is try and find some footage, because apparently the cameras haven't got it. Yeah, I see. So he, he gets, Daniel Candeus gets a yellow card for that. Now, come on, come on, lads, serious. What's he get a yellow card for? It's, it's embarrassing. The second yellow card's embarrassing. You can't appeal that, obviously. Is that, is that the we can't appeal it. Uh, is that, there's only simulation, I think. It's not a straight red or a violent conduct red. Well, it is what it is, then, isn't it? It is what it is, but there you go. There's your evidence. That's what you're dealing with. I liked a tweet from Alan Fleming earlier who wanted everyone on the show to resign <laughs> because we wouldn't acknowledge that Daniel Candias meant that for the goal. Well, Alan, Stephen Gerrard doesn't think it, he meant it either, so. Maybe take that up I thought he with him. It. You, you can all resign My wee bit's dry <laughs> Well you'll need to take over I'm From right. Stephen Gerrard When he goes as well then Because he didn't <laughs> think he meant it Anyway Doesn't really matter It went in Brian and Lark Hall What did you make of it today? Yeah Stevie got it absolutely spot on there You know once he'd seen I actually seen the interview Once he'd He'd seen the footage I, I actually missed it uh, And I knew somebody Had been saying of I thought it was a St Mirren player When I found out It was it was Candias I then uh, I'd, I'd recorded the end of the program and back to it. Seen the incident, you know the the first booting. You know you're not supposed to go off the pitch, but it is an emotional sport. But you know the the, the yellow cards there for that case. I can't argue with that. The second one is an absolute raving joke. <laughs> I mean I just don't understand it at all. No. Uh, but I understand he can appeal a yellow card, but. Uh, Danny McKinnon was sent off Sorry, Danny McKinnon was booked mm-hmm. Last week In the Hamilton Kilmarnock game And then the compliance officer Got involved in that And has given him A too much ban Or I don't know whether that Upgraded to a red I, I know why you're linking so the two, Brian but th- th- That's for the instance You really should Be able to look back at that Yeah I know I know why you say that, Brian But they are they are different in terms of, of the way the rules work. The reason Darren McKinnon's gets upgraded is, is because there was a part of it that the referee declared that he didn't see and it should have been more severe. It doesn't quite work in the opposite direction. 
I can totally see why you think it should Believe yeah, me I can yeah. totally Especially with that, w- this incident Hugh yeah. How on earth has Daniel Kandias been sent off? But I do understand Brian's frustration Because there's an inconsistency there In terms of <laughs> delivering natural justice Because clearly no offence of any description has taken place I, I, I cannot fathom why a yellow card was shown to him at all But the frustration is heightened Because Kandias scores the goal Which he meant you lot, uh, <laughs> and uh, then you know he's a vitally important man for Rangers. He, he, he came on and he, he changed everything for Rangers today, and now he's going to have to miss a match for no good reason. I can understand the frustrations. Yeah, you uh, would think he'd be in the starting eleven for well. Would well, have been in the be starting eleven. Yeah. You know, after yeah. coming on and making a difference, it's a, a Willie Collum. Willie Collum gets a lot of stick. Sometimes it's deserved, and sometimes it's not. Um, but I mean. I, I, how you do you, you, how you, do you begin them. to defend that one? You can't You can't defend them But listen. you're right It is so inconsistent That Darren McKinnon then Can be looked at And it can be upgraded uh, Because the referee didn't see it Well How about everybody else Can see a mistake The referee's made Where's the justice That that can't be downgraded mm. to Well not to a yellow To I nothing think, I think uh, look, uh, Mark you're right see, see looking forward and we're all saying here, and if you th- if you actually see McKinnon's tackle, you say it's a straight red, and then and that's the right decision because it's been upgraded. Yeah. When you look at this going forward, and you say there's clearly been a mistake here, yeah. then I feel as if going forward, if you think right, okay, we're going to take that yellow card away, and then it's as if it was a normal, so he doesn't miss a game mm-hmm. because people are getting punished for mistakes. The natural it's- justice of it all, Alec, would be if you can upgrade, then you should be allowed to downgrade, and if yeah, you well, don't, you, you can, but not when it's. Two yellows You know you can downgrade A red to a yellow But you can't downgrade A second yellow If so, that makes sense So you allow A miscarriage of justice And I'm not saying I, I agree I'm just telling yeah, you The way yeah, it is yeah. So you allow A miscarriage of justice To take place mm. Alright Thank you to Brian In Larkall Keep the calls coming 01419511025 We'll hear from The likes of Craig Levine And Brendan Rogers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Open Line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray Are here with me Gordon Duncan In the studio Gordon DL Still with us At Celtic Park As well We're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Scott Cooper Hugh And uh, a few hundred others Are sending pictures Of the, the coin Being launched At Alfredo Morelos yeah. um, Wanting to know The panel's thoughts Asking why we've not Spoken about it well, We have spoken about it But I don't mind that Let's, my, let's go my, again My thoughts are That uh, this is becoming An um, a widespread problem this season within our top division. And therefore, the football authorities have got to come up with some kind of plan to address this because it seriously diminishes the reputation of the Scottish game if we are known as some lawless place where players get punched, match officials get punched, managers get coins thrown into their face. So we have to... In tandem with the politicians, we have to come up with uh, a plan that puts in place serious deterrence to people who think that coin throwing and punching players and match officials is, if not okay, something they can get away with. Well, they shouldn't get away with it. Well, it it doesn't matter the individual or what side of the fence they sit on or what team they represent. It's just wrong on so many levels that... Guys are going to their work 
Where they think it's a safe environment And trying to entertain Whether you're a manager Or, or you're mm. a player They're trying to entertain And put on a show And they're having missiles Thrown at them Which could severely damage them It's a terrible thing For a game And it needs to It needs to be rid of Now again I think the only thing Is self-policing But it's, it's a difficult thing It's to a do. pound coin as well Big spenders I just saw the picture there Yeah listen I, I, uh, I said earlier on uh, I feel as if the bigger picture Is that it's actually going to uh, Kind of Come across as really poor It's been the last few weeks At various grounds Various people Players Officials mm-hmm. Managers And so As I said earlier on I would have a, 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 a Again with politics Or you know the police I would actually have a jail sentence That way there'd be a zero tolerance What about on the field today Chris In Dumbarton Who's a Rangers fan? Hi guys um, so I, I was at the, the game uh, paper today And it wasn't Wasn't vintage But I guess What uh, what stands out about it is This week we've managed to Grind out the result uh, And go over the line But the reason I was kind of calling in tonight Is just to Kind of highlight the point But how, how good is it to be A fan of Scottish football at the moment Particularly if you look at the top six um, You've got teams taking points Off each other Every week um, You've got for example Hearts beating Celtic early in the season Celtic now doing the reverse in style, albeit, and then you've got the you know Kilmarnock beating Celtic, Rangers dropping points to them. It, it, it's really exciting times. Um, but the, the point I kind of want to pick up on is um, I'm not not trying to a dig at Gordon Dale at all, but it, it always seems as particularly in Thursday night a little bit today. It's almost as if he's talking about the league's over uh, in some way because Celtic have hit that Invincibles level again. There's only four points from Rangers to Celtic. And, and as I said, all the teams are going to be taking points off each other between now and the rest of the season. So Celtic obviously favourites to go on and win the league. They've been favourites since the start. But the league's far from over. I think we've got a lot of exciting football to come. Gordon? Well, I've never ever seen said that the league was over. But what I'm saying is Celtic are starting to go to a different level now. And it's up to the rest of the teams, whether it be Hearts, who couldn't do it over the last two games, whether it's got to be Rangers, whether it's got to be Aberdeen, whether it's got to be Kilmarnock, whether it's got to be Livingston, to try and match that. And what I'm watching just now is I'm not seeing any team matching the level that Celtic are going to because they're scoring so many goals. They've had three clean sheets now and they're creating so many chances. They've got so many options from the bench as well. Even when they make substitutions, it's not weakening their team. It's lifting it, the pace, the energy they're playing it. And... I just think they're above everybody in Scottish football just now. But that's a challenge. That's up to Rangers who grind it out a, a terrific result, you've got to say, because at one point you were thinking the Rangers manager might come in for a little bit of criticism here if it stays nil-nil. But they go over the line, they, go the, they got the three points. But you look at Hearts today, and I know that we can make all excuses in the world. They've come here, they've tried to park five buses, not one, and they've got absolutely run all over the top of them. Mm. And five, to get out of here, Craig Levine must be a happy man just to get out of here. We're gonna get, we'll get to that in a second, Gordon, because yeah. we're going to hear but from, just, from just, Craig I, Levine. I just, I'm, I'm calling it as I see it just now, Gordon. They're starting to, they were slow starters Celtic, they come in for a bit of criticism. Brendan Rodgers wasn't happy. It looks like everybody's back together again. They're all happy again. They're all fighting for places. And this is without Griffiths and Cham. Scott Brown, who's played a year last year, and you look at their bench, what they bring on, you look at their starting 11, you look at their attacking players, and Benkovic, I think, has been a real fine for them. Chris, let's get to the important question of the afternoon. Hugh Keevens is adamant that Daniel Kandias meant that. Are you going along with him? 
Um, I, for me, it, it, it does not really matter. Um, <laughs> we, we got a goal at a crucial time. Well handled. Body swerved. I, I thought it was a, a miss-hit cross. And I, was just, I was at the other end of the stadium, so I just kind of seen the cheer go up again. I didn't even realise at first, but... Um, if it was a, if it was intentional, that's what built it. If you look at his eyes, he's clearly looking at the top right hand. He must have had a squint here. He must have had a squint. Do you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I just like to wind you up. It went in the back of the net. It doesn't matter. But I just think it's telling that you, because you like to go against the grain. Stephen Gerrard doesn't think he meant it, but you do. Where is Stephen Gerrard? <laughs> anyway, what did, what did he ever do in the game? Anyway, Chris, I suppose the bigger picture, regardless of the performance, how important was it to, to get that win, and especially. Off the back of the Hamilton win last time away To start putting those Doubts about away results to bed Well yeah I mean from, from my personal point of view I'd actually said to my wife And some mates that if, if we don't get the win today I'm stopped going to away games Because I hadn't seen them win Away from home all season When I've been there um, So it was absolutely massive The, the result in midweek was, was disappointing But Kilmarnock are a decent side they, they set out their stall In a certain way They wasted time beyond belief And sometimes that happens Teams come with a game plan But it was absolutely massive today. It keeps us going, and you know we've got a massive game coming up Thursday night now. Um, and we need to try and go to Moscow and, and get something. Right, great stuff. Thank you to Chris and Dumbarton. Let's hear from Craig Levine. Mm. He's always got something interesting to say, Hugh. Because you don't have to agree. You may disagree strongly, but it's usually worth listening to. Let's get the post-match thoughts of Craig Levine and let us know what you think. The manager's an idiot. I made a decision. I thought of all the high-profile games we've had, and. Uh, I thought our energy levels would be beginning to, to wane. I made a decision to try and sit in and frustrate Celtic and hit them on the counter-attack, but God, I got that one wrong, eh? So, I, I felt much better about the second half. So when you lose that early goal, when you settle that? <laughs> yeah, it, it is difficult, but wait, I, I've done the players a disservice, so I think we had more energy than I thought we had. And uh, once you set out that way, it's very difficult to change it other than when we get to half-time. Um, the second half I was pleased with. I know we lost two goals, but at least we were in the game. We had opportunities. Um, and I think they felt better uh, in the second half as well. So uh, they put that one down to me. Uh, I don't know, in all honesty. I mean... The, the goals obviously changed uh, the game as well and uh, we got caught between defending deep and being passive when they defended deep uh, and let Celtic cross the ball so again that comes back to you know to me so I can't as much as I like to blame other people I can't do it this occasion <laughs> so I just told them forget it forget it we've been brought up to now we'll be back to our normal self next week on the one hand uh, yeah referring yeah. to himself as an idiot Hugh yeah. Evans. on the one hand you have to Say it's good to find an honest man Who says it's all my fault On the other hand When you delve deeper into his explanation He thought that the players didn't have as much energy As they apparently did have Well he's the one who sees them in training every day And he's supposed to know who's capable of doing what So I think On the one hand Very honest to say I'm an idiot I got it all wrong But on the other hand If you're a heart supporter you're entitled to say Well how can you get it so wrong That's true But how many post-match interviews Have you heard over the years Where a manager in his position Could have come out and said Look We've got so many injuries 
We, you know, we've had a terrible run of luck, and this game comes at the end of another hard week where we've had to play Celtic twice in a row and an Edinburgh derby. Sorry, in the middle, um, and it's all been too much for us. You know, he could have made a number of excuses, and he didn't. Many ways he could have shaped that answer there. Uh, you're right, and and said different things. I love that answer. I think that's brilliant. I think it's refreshing. I've been very critical of Craig Levine in the past for things he comes out and says, and and probably last Sunday. When I I was wondering what he would come out and blame when Celtic could have scored six or seven goals and he did come out and say about the soft penalty and, and I was going nonsense. But today he's got that spot on. But he, he, he thought he could defend that box and he was wrong. But what else can I say? But he, Martin, he got it wrong. When he talks about the players' energy levels, isn't he, and goodness knows they all have a, a, a tremendous size of staff behind them now uh, with science, sports science experts. Uh, Fitness coaches they, they Surely he knows Where energy levels Are at But they wouldn't have done That much in training Hugh From midweek's game mm. To now So he wouldn't have had That mm, Time to work with him View to assess him Let's yeah. hear from Brendan Rogers. Well a great victory for us uh, In terms of a win And, and performance level Was Was fantastic So um, Yeah no, I, I think that Probably the game today And, and this week Showed really Not just about the, the victory today But I think The the level that these players have been at domestically over the last two and a half years. You know, we've taken hits in Europe and, you know, there's never a midweek game where we, or a, week, a midweek where we don't have a game. But to keep coming back and have that hunger and playing against a good Hearts team, and Craig's done great for Hearts, you know, to set them up very difficult to, to beat. Uh, and then have started the season really well, but we've played really well against them now in this last week. Uh, and today, like I say, we we were excellent, um, really aggressive in our defending, pressing the game, shortening the pitch, and then uh, creating opportunities. So, uh, yeah, so we took five, and final pass, we could have had a few more. So, uh, so yeah, an outstanding team performance. Pleasing to see the goals spread across the team as well. Yeah, but that's that's the nature of my teams. Normally, I never rely on a one player. It's it's a very collective. Effort, you know, we play a really aggressive game. You know, we Tom Rogic and Ryan Christie thought were outstanding today. First, and how they denied space for their the, the opposition, but then they're up there to close to goal to to have opportunities to score. So, uh, so yeah, all the goals were very, very good. You know, Hodgson's opener sets us off, and uh, he's, he's really showed his quality today and everything. His movement, his touch, his passing, his finishing, and yeah. Collectively as a, as a team it was, it was an excellent performance David's a Celtic fan And Airdrie What's in your mind tonight David? Hi panel How are you? Good thanks um, Just uh, a couple points About Ryan Christie But before I go there I was just listening To the Craig Levine interview mm-hmm. um, Very honest from him um, I thought um, Ever since the Czech Republic game When we went 6 four zero, I think that's been The most negative tactics He's ever played um, The second half uh, The first 15 minutes I felt Hearts actually come out and matched Celtic today. Um, first of all, I'd like to see what the panel thought about that. I think if you... Well, can I just put that to Gordon Hugh, just yeah. in terms of, of relating purely to the tactics and the way it panned out today? Yeah, well, second half, it couldn't be any worse in the first half because, as I, I touched on in the half-time, um, Alan says, oh, but you take that 30 yards out and you draw a line, that's where Hearts decided to start the game. They never moved. They tried to get the ball over a halfway line. There was nobody there. Second half, 3-0 down. Craig decided, right, my tactics are totally wrong. Let's throw a couple of bodies up front. 
and you're always going to come back into mm. the game. And yes, they did. They did get a few touches of the ball. They hit the post, they got a chance as well, which was good to see. But today they really get outclassed. We're a bit short on time, David, so move on to, to Ryan Christie if you can. It's about Ryan Christie. Yeah. Um, I thought um, when, when Ryan Christie came back into the team, he was mostly played as a, a, a target man. Um, he wasn't having the best of games, but today with Scott Brown being out and Callum playing uh, as a whole midfield role, we went 4-3-3. Um, it gives Ryan Christie that bit more movement, and I felt um, he, he played kind of Stuart Armstrong role for us today, which we've kind of been missing, I think, as well. Uh, what did the panel think about that? Gordon DL, Ryan Christie. Yeah, I thought, good he, had today. A, I thought he had a good game. What's noticeable about him, um, Gordon, is he's really bulked up. I think they've worked on his physique, um, getting a little bit more muscle on him. Uh, he looks stronger. He's um, He makes some great runs, you've got to say. He's The one thing I like about him, he's one of the few Celtic players. I know McGregor's great on the ball, but he plays little balls round the corner, little uh, give-and-go type things, and, and he causes all sorts of problems and takes players out the game. He's a very, very clever player. I said a few weeks ago maybe a month ago, that I didn't fancy that he would be here. I think they would have tried to move him on. I'm totally wrong in that, and I'm quite happy to say I'm totally wrong in that, because the boy's been given an opportunity, and so far, he's taken that. Still got lots to come on tonight's show. More of your calls, more tweets, and we're going to hear from managers, including Stephen Robinson, next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Gordon DL is still with us at Celtic Park as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, Hugh, where um, Snooker Loopy shared a tweet that, that Graham Ellis sent earlier on. And it said, uh, we slight delay at Capolo as the players clear the pitch of glass from exploding floodlight bulbs. Wow. No one does this like Scottish football. No, but you, we, you, just, you, we, we just have our own way of coming up with new bizarre... Things to add to the game of football That's really something that no one could Legislate for Or expect So just glad everyone's okay it, it maybe, maybe it was just in response to Morton's Incredible performance this well, afternoon A 5-1 well, win well, against well, Partick Thistle Were the lights out over the Thistle keeper's head? That perhaps that Gary could be Gary one of the reasons well Going mental and smashing things up perhaps Yeah, still time for angry Partick Thistle fans To get in touch by the way Or happy Morton fans 01419511025 Let's hear from Stephen Robinson Important win for Motherwell at home to Dundee today Two big games we said at the start of the week uh, I didn't have any doubt that would stand up and be counted because they've got them type of characters but I thought both performances were excellent um, we asked for a little bit more composure that's not easy when you're not winning football matches and you know they give me that there uh, some super super performances today from both the young boys and our more experienced ones a fantastic goal too isn't it yeah definitely um, listen, he's a talented boy we won't get too carried away yet he's still at the very early stage of his career but he's he's got a massive talent um, he needs to be managed as all our young boys do and we've got a few more to come as well did you worry the goal wasn't going to come the chances you yeah you do um, and I think in, in recent games where we've lost you know if you look at the St Johnson game and you look at some of the other games at home at Aki's at home um, 
we created chances, we had a lot of chances, we were missing chances, um, but you have to keep believing, and, and they did. And some, I think maybe it was going to be a strike like that that won the game, but we did have a lot of other chances. You know, Bowie had one main odd one, Tom misses a great header in the first half, um, and then you know the header from Bowie as well, and Cads put it in. We, we had a lot of chances, and I, I think we thoroughly deserved to win the game. For did, did so Turnbull stepped up to the plate, though, hasn't he, in the past two games? The what? Turnbull stepped up. Yes. For one so young, you know, and two. Two great goals. Yeah, scored, listen, you know? I don't think I ever any doubt about his temperament. He, he's so unfazed by things, um, and sometimes when things aren't going well, the younger boys are very unaffected by it. The older boys worry a little bit more because um, they've been part of it and they, they know the consequences. So, David's went in with freedom, played with freedom. Um, I thought him and Biggie linked up really, really well today. But people have to remember the job Carl McHugh and Grimmy do in there as well. You know that goes unnoticed and unseen. Um, I looked at stats the other day, and Carl McHugh's stats are very similar to the boy at Hearts, Peter Hurry. Um, and he's been classed as having a super, super season. So we'll have to give credit to everybody. You know, Carl McHugh makes David Turnbull look good, um, and David certainly stepped up to the plate. See, the young boys don't care because they don't have families, don't have mortgages, they're still sponging off their mum and dad. So that's why they can approach it all in a relaxed fashion. And good luck to them, and Motherwell will continue to go up this league. The two big worries are Dundee and St Mirren. The rest are going to be fine, I think. Yeah absolutely agree I think that as we said The last two games Have been really paramount For, for Motherwell And uh, we always felt As if they had the personnel And the balance And things We were saying earlier On the show as well Shu and, yeah. and Mark Myself were saying That they had enough Throughout their whole personnel To then kick on And it's actually done them the world of good When you consider St Mirren and Dundee Kind of tailed off really. every, every time Alec and I Go up the road Alec speaks about levels Levels <laughs> And you know At the top end We have a Celtic team Who are at a level That is Far higher than anyone in the league can aspire to For as long as Celtic play like that No one will touch them At the bottom end Dundee and St Mirren appear to be helpless mm-hmm. uh, And the rest have things about them That give you greater confidence in them It's about the levels Ross is a Rangers fan from Ayr What's your um, main point after that game this afternoon Ross? Yeah, I just want to speak about uh, Obviously the Rangers boy getting sent off uh-huh. Daniel Kandias, yep it was never a sending off that Stephen Gerrard said if you listen to him. I mean, Gerrard is really, really upset with the sending off. And you need to get back and look at the cameras again. I watched the game. Never a sending off. Why was he sent off? He never touched him. I think everyone in the studio here, Ross, is, is on side of what you said. We've we seen footage. Yeah, it's one of those because usually you'll find something to disagree about, but you're all pretty clear yeah, that it shouldn't have been a send-off. When you actually see it, and I think Stephen Gerrard didn't have the benefit of the, the footage that we saw until we went into the press conference. Once he had actually saw it, he agreed with everybody in this panel. We all felt as if it was extremely... Harsh, in fact it was embarrassing And Wally Collum's got it badly wrong Gordon Dale, I'm just wondering I know you were at Celtic Park Is it an incident you've seen yet? Uh, just on Twitter Andrew showed me um, I can't understand where they, where Willie Collum Who, you know, I'll stick up for it's him your mate yeah, well, yeah, I'm exactly. interested to hear I'm your defence of this one yeah, That's why I asked you I'll, I'll need to speak to him in the gym, Gordon Have a good word in his ear But uh, I can't understand why he's given Candace the second year I really can't And I think everybody's had, He's had a bad moment, let's just say um, And on a serious note, Hugh I mean, it's, it's ascending off there are no traditional methods of appeal for a second yellow um, and in that respect this one's going to rumble on because Rangers are going to feel particularly aggrieved Yeah, and rightly so You need to have natural justice and the football authorities once they examine the footage and realise that no offence has taken place absolutely none 
Then how can they stand by And watch a player being suspended for a game Knowing that it's a miscarriage of justice Where's the fairness in that? Uh, to everyone on Twitter Who just keeps sending messages Saying have you commented on Morelos being struck with a coin yet? The answer is yes I, I don't Several really know times, what else yes. to say yeah. But there is a phone there If you want to keep it going 0141 951 1025 We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Ross what about the, the sort of performance Or the result The, the sending off aside I mean Obviously the sending off Still think it's ridiculous I mean obviously with the game of the day I'm delighted I mean like, like we say We're going to play That Moscow game Thursday I mean look at last Thursday That was an absolute disgrace we played I mean, I thought it was a disgraceful playing last week. But obviously, we're going to get better. Obviously, Gerard still need money. Uh, but hopefully, by next year, we can build it for next year again. Alex, it wasn't a classic performance. Everyone knows that. But yeah. listen, you get confidence from sometimes grinding out wins when you're not at your best. And that will be what Stephen Gerrard will try and focus on. Listen, we, we were trying to have... Uh... A debate whether the wind was a, a big factor at half time today. For the for me, the second half, they 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 upped the ante a little bit. Started asking questions, a lot more territory, and eventually went out and got the the two goals. But the the actual upshot of it all, Gordon, is is a massive three points because they could not afford to drop any more on the back of Kamarnock. Right, we're cl- fast approaching the end of the show, but let's squeeze Scott in Barmulligan. Scott, what's your point tonight? Briefly, if you can, please. Aye, I'll make it as quick as I can. Um, the, the, the wee debate you were having about Ryan Christie and Scott Brown Two different types of players But Ryan Christie brings something to the midfield That somebody mentioned about Stuart Armstrong That we don't have A guy that's quite prepared to run it People take them on And he's got a, he's got a freshness about him I think that's the first time since he's been at Celtic He's actually played three games in the bounce from the, Well, two games in the bounce anyway And a substitute appearance um, And to be fair to the boy I thought he took the chances were great and the thing is, he scored three goals. Scott Brown scored three goals in the last three seasons. So, certainly brings goals to the middle of the park. And in my, in my opinion, Callum McGregor played in his best position, which is just in front of the back four. The gate in the game, he's passing today. I, I think I heard you comment on it, Gordon, was absolutely outstanding. Absolutely. It was like a metronome today. Everything we built, we built through um, Callum, I thought. I thought he had a great game today Is that a fair assessment Gordon yeah, About but, Callum McGregor Yeah But the, the big debate will go on Gordon And I'll be split And a lot of Celtic fans Will be saying What are you talking about here Because Scott Brown's our captain Player of the year He's, he's been an absolute Fantastic servant there. And he's Scott. also not there To score goals to be fair no, is he? no no He builds everything But as When Scott Brown's been missing In the last few weeks Callum McGregor Has just fitted in there and it, he looks so natural and when he gets on the ball he sprays it about he goes and gets it he's making different passes and nearly scores a terrific goal at, um, in the second half when he went from his own half right up and only for a goalkeeper it was a terrific save but when you come up against the big teams and you come up a bit in the semi-finals and the finals would you really want to get into a game without the ability and leadership of Scott Brown I don't think you would the one person whose opinion on this matter I would like to hear is Brendan Rodgers because the relationship between manager and captain is important it's one that he cultivated from the very start of his time as Celtic manager and my personal guess is that he'll have Brown in the team straight away but I'd like to hear his take on 
the team is actually better without Brown Say some Celtic supporters That's about it for tonight Hugh Keevans Who are the big winners and losers from today? Big winners are Celtic uh, Who have now scored 23 goals amazingly in their last 5 games They have taken their game to a level that others can only dream of in that division Can they maintain it? They will say that they can uh, at the bottom, serious concerns for Dundee and St Mirren. St Mirren battled bravely today, but it's not yet good enough. Thank you to Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray for joining me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio. Thanks, as always, to the top team all around the grounds. Uh, Gordon DL, they are doing the, the late shift for us. The biggest thanks, as always, really goes to you for all the calls and tweets. Uh, and you can do it all over again on Monday night. A rare Sunday off for us, Hugh Evans. They don't come around too often anymore. Uh, but we'll be back Monday night at six o'clock. I'll be here with Hugh and Alex. But in the meantime, stay where you are because the GBX is up next. Boom, boom music. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.